the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me with Season Watch today. And as usual, I want to start with prayer. Well, Jesus, uh, we just want to submit ourselves to you, to be used by you, to be fruitful for your kingdom, Lord. This is the highest call. And we have so many things individually that we're dealing with. We have so many responsibilities and personal concerns, Lord. Um, We lift up those in our lives who don't know you, um, who haven't come to you yet. We pray for opportunities to share uh, the truth with you or that you would send somebody to share the truth with them for us. And we just pray for all our needs. You say we can bring all our cares to you because you care for us. So we do that today, God. This world is more crazy than ever before, and only you can find the path through it for us. Help us to trust you more now than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. And boy, that is certainly true. There are so many things going on, and we haven't talked about some of those things for a while, and we're going to do a little bit of that today. But first of all, I really want to talk about a couple of things. Um, Living Waters Ministries, if you've never heard of it, um, it's a great ministry. Uh, I'm going to talk about that. Um, First of all, I have an offer for anybody if you're interested in um, getting a bumper sticker. It's not promoting anything, but I've had a lot of comments on it. I made it for myself, and it's something that um, you can mail me, uh, and I will send it to you. I'll send it to you for free. So the bumper sticker says, people can change the laws, but they can't change the truth. And at the bottom is a quote, and the truth will set you free, John 8. 30 true. And isn't that true? People can change the laws, which they're overturning everything we know, but they cannot change the truth. And as Jesus said, the truth will set you free. So if you'd like that bumper sticker, I'm actually, I've uh, got it on my website. You can take a peek at it, but to order it from me, I'm asking because I'm not going to charge anything. And, but I'm just asking if you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope actually to the station Go ahead and send it to Season Watch or Wendy Scott, whatever you want, care of um, Kate Praise. And the address, if you'd like it, and of course you can always, um, I'll put it on my website also, is 9255 Town Center Drive, Suite 535, San Diego, California, 92121. That's why I was talking about Living Waters Ministry. They have this really cool track that they um, that they have available. You can buy 100 of them on Living Waters. Uh, I hand out tracks, and I do, you know, 
I do have an outreach um, every Friday where I, I speak at the the swap meet, and um, I hand out a lot of tracks. But honestly, whenever I hand out this track that they have, it's really anointed. And I think it's really easy for somebody who's not sharing, used to sharing the gospel. And it's a million-dollar track. I get the one that has um, Benjamin Franklin on it. And it, it really kind of looks like what a million dollars would look like. It's very interesting. And when you hand it to people, there, they laugh. They think it's great. And on the back of the track, it gives the gospel, and it has John three sixteen. And every time I hand it out, people laugh, and they always look at it. Other tracks, they put them in their pocket. Maybe they read, they don't. And so here's what I've been doing lately since I got a hold of these. Everywhere I go, you know, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. Go through the grocery line, and I'll I'll say, hey, thanks for your help. Here's a million bucks. And they take it, and they look at it, and they go, oh, that's funny. And I say, look, at I'm just thanking you for your service. You are kind to me, and I want you to know that God loves you, and he has a good plan for your life. And I hope that you... Um, you know, investigate or ask questions or whatever. I urge you, go ahead and check it out and be find a way to reach people. The time is short, especially millennials. By the way, mo- uh, not millennials, the Gen Z loves these tracks. They always read them and they always look at them. And they are the least reached generation. They are the most that has been hindered from hearing the word, anything about Jesus at all, you can't even mention Jesus. And of course, they're corrupting our children the most hideous ways right now um, in the schools, institutions, everything. They have effectively kicked not just God out, but the mention of God or any godly principles, anything that aligns with godly principles. They shut it down. They cancel it. They accuse you. They call you a hater. I mean, you can't even mention them. You could talk about Muhammad. You could talk about Confucius. You could talk about anybody you want, any crazy thing you want in schools today, but you cannot talk about Jesus. And that should tell you something. Uh, As somebody once said to me, Jesus is the only man of history or person of history whose name became a cuss word. That's right. Satan wants to defame Jesus, and he wouldn't do it unless it wasn't the most powerful name in the world. Jesus, Yeshua, Isa, you know, uh, Jesus Christos Bog, any way you say it, however you say it, uh, Jesus is king, right? And speaking of Jesus as king, pray for us. We're going to, a bunch of Christians were invited by Living Waters Ministries to go to um, a coronation. The The King Charles's coronation said, all these Christians converge on London for King Charles's coronation. And we're going to hand out those tracks. Instead of being a million dollar tracks, we're handing out million pound tracks with King Charles's likeness on it. And so that's May 6th is the coronation. Pray for us. We're going in there the whole weekend and um, pray for Christians around the world. They're converging there. They're going to pray and try to uh, plant seeds because all these people that are converging for this great globalist becoming the king, uh, they're converging there and then they're going to Um, return to their own countries, bringing the seed with them. So please, please pray. What a great way to reach a lot of countries at once in one place. So pray for us. And uh, trust me, he's a great globalist. Uh, As soon as he came in, you notice they cycled through the other ministers and um, and we've just got a lot going on. And today I just uh, want to talk about, uh, as we fasten our seatbelts, we're going to talk about in the face of coming 
world order. What's our responsibility? So we're actually going to play a lot of clips today. We haven't done this in a little bit. And we're going to look at what's been going on. The first thing I want to talk about is what's happening with the WHO takeover. All right. So we've got the WHO takeover. Can you play clip one, please? And the WHO could mandate everything internationally, such as lockdowns, vaccines, closure of schools, churches. They can get your personal information. It's just going to further the totalitarianism that we see transpiring today. And in the end, our conclusion is that it, again, I know it'll sound familiar, it is all about control. It's about tracking and tracing. The U.S. constitutional rights would be gone. All authority given to the U.N. or the World Health Organization. So the World Health Organization, the U.N. meeting is the end of May in Geneva. Michelle, you and I are not tinfoil hat people, but we are sounding an alarm that global government is predicted in the Bible that Mr. Tedros, who's head of the WHO, that if he's granted this kind of power, he could form a one-world government system. That's right. This action that is being proposed is done purposely to create a platform for global governance. That's effectively what will happen because power and control with emergency decision-making powers would be given to the executive director of the World Health Organization. I think it's important that people understand the healthcare arm of the United Nations is the World Health Organization. The body governs the World Health Assembly meets annually in Geneva, Switzerland, the last week of May, and they create the rules and regulations that run the World Health Organization. This is completely different. The amendments that are being proposed for this May, as they were proposed last year in 2022 by the Biden administration, would change completely the whole purpose of the World Health Organization. They would no longer be an advisory-only body. Now they would be empowered over 194 nations on Earth to declare an emergency status. And again, we're just coming out of three years of being under emergency power. We know what that's like, where we lose some of the most basic civil rights that we've ever had. That's what's at stake here, where we saw how difficult life was under the pronouncements of President Biden and Dr. Fauci and the Centers for Disease Control. But that's only because they were already following whatever the World Health Organization Mm -hmm. said. So we've had a pretty good taste of what life could be like under a one-world international dictator. That is what this would be. That's not an exaggeration, Jan. This would be an international one-world dictator. And then the Biden administration became the lead in all the world to change the nature of the WHO from an advisory-only body to actually being empowered to have a platform for one-world governance through healthcare. Some other things that the WHO would be able to do, they would be able to control how we travel, how we bank, control the cars that we drive. They would have the authority over every medical procedure, and they could demand some medical procedures from vaccines to you name it. The World Health Organization would decide what is a health emergency. Another issue here is global digital identity. Is that going to play into this scenario? That's actually the centerpiece intention of the Biden administration, Mm -hmm. because the whole purpose is for government to exercise control, to surveil and track and trace every human on Earth, and to give that authority to the UN, World Health Organization. They want digital IDs and digital identity. So if your listeners pick up their phone and look at their phone, there would be a QR code on their Mm -hmm. phone. And that QR code would contain their financial information, all of their medical records, but it would also be the way that people would buy, the way they would sell, the way they would do their banking, and they also would not be allowed to travel unless they have had all of the shots that government Mm -hmm. tells them they have to have or all of the boosters. Whatever the World Health Organization says that a person has to have, unless they've fulfilled every portion of what the WHO demands, 
people would not be able to function in the society. So that gives total control, global governance to the World Health Organization. Say there's never been a bigger power grab than this power grab. This is on Washington Watch with Tony Perkins. You say it's counterintuitive because normally a nation doesn't want to give away its power. And then you say this means that our politicians in the United States would have no power. We would lose our voice as a people. Attorneys general would lose their voice. Our Supreme Court, federal courts, the state courts would lose authority. Even your local doctor that you go to would lose authority because the the executive director of the World Health Organization would be empowered to make decisions over vaccines, mass lockdowns, and supply chains, etc. What we're talking about, Jan, is the end of government in the United States. This is post-democracy, post-constitutional republic. Because when you give up the sovereignty, that's all a nation has. Sovereignty means you have power over your people. We've seen power misused, but this would be wholesale giving away the power of the American government to the World Health Organization, creating a platform for global governance. And it wouldn't be just America. It's all 194 nations at the same time. That's why this has prophetic implications, because every nation on earth would be giving up their nation's sovereignty to a one world system, which is the healthcare arm of the United Nations. So they would be empowered to declare an emergency. And that's why this is the centerpiece, which is the digital identity and the digital QR code that everyone would be mandated to have on their phone. As you heard the foreign minister say, we in the G20 and B20 have already agreed to this. And he said this last November, we're looking forward to this May in Geneva when we're going to change these amendments and we're going to have this digital QR code so we can track and trace and surveil every human on earth the way communist China does today of their own citizens. It's just envisioned globally, not just in communist China. That's why this is historic. It is the first time in history that every nation on earth would give up its sovereignty to a one world system, and then that system would be empowered to have control over all nations, and there's no right of appeal for the nations who give up sovereignty. So it, this is a big move that's happening. It's at the end of May. Um, you're not really going to hear about it from our own media. The media is involved. They, they're, they're part of it. They want it to happen. Our government itself is pushing it. They've collaborated to do it. You, you hear even the G20s are all set to do it. They want to do it sneakily. Last year we resisted. And in fact, thankfully, um, I think was it Ghana, a, um, an African nation stood against it. And so they couldn't push it through. But now if they just do it sneakily and they don't let it be advertised, then we can't push back. And so this is out of our control is none of our legislators are voting on this. In fact, most of them don't even know about it. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen because that's the plan. Uh, World Economic Forum, uh, UN, that's been the plan all along. They've talked a lot about it. And, of course, we've talked about how even this whole plan was locked in from 2020 forward when they released the um, when they released the pandemic. It was rehearsed months before, just a few months before, in Event 201. Uh, they rehearsed a simulation of the entire pandemic. You can look it up. Go on Rumble. Look up Event 201, and you can see the simulation itself just a few months before they actually released the pandemic. So these things are all all coming together. It's all part of the plan. And so uh, we have to be aware this is happening. It's going to happen. And it's satanic. It's been arranged, right? And so another thing that they're they're planning, they have to tear down the economy. And so they're doing it 
little by little. One of the ways they're doing it is they have to undermine the dollar so that the entire world is unfettered um, and no longer on a central currency that everybody can rely on and trade in. It's been a very stabilizing effect. And so let's listen to uh, what um, um, what. Uh, Roman says in in Facts Matter from the Epic Times, and he does a good uh, discussion about right now exactly what's happening uh, to collapse the dollar. So we can have clip three, please. That the BRICS nations are working overtime to create a brand new currency of their own that will be pegged to physical assets, such as gold. Now, in case you've never heard of it before, BRICS is an organization similar to that of the G7. However, while the G7 is a group of more advanced and mature economies, BRICS is the organization for the leading emerging economies. At the moment, there are five member states, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Together, that the BRICS nations are indeed working to create a new global currency. This group of nations, which represents, again, about 40% of the world's population and a growing portion of the global GDP, they are actively working on developing a new global currency that's tied to either gold and or some other types of physical assets in order to bypass the U.S. dollar. Other nations are beginning to apply as well. Last year, you had the nation of Iran officially apply to join BRICS. And according to a report that was put out by the Cradle, several other nations have also been expressing their interest in joining the BRICS bloc as well, including Saudi Arabia, Algeria, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Argentina, Mexico, as well as Nigeria. However, the fact that this particular group of nations is growing in size, growing in GDP, and are getting ready to launch their own currency, well, these are not the only pieces of bad news for U.S. dollar hegemony. Instead, this is just the latest in a long trend of, I guess what you can call, global de-dollarization. For instance, late last week, the leaders of China and Brazil, they jointly announced a new trade agreement, wherein they will buy and sell from each other using their own national currencies and completely circumvent the U.S. dollar. However, this is not only happening in Brazil, and instead, this ditching of the petrodollar appears to be a growing trend, a trend that's catching on around the world. Last week, you saw a French company buying 65,000 tons of liquefied natural gas from the United Arab Emirates, and for the first time ever, this French company paid for that gas in Chinese currency. This was the first time that such a thing has happened. France bought liquefied natural gas, it was shipped to them on a tanker from the UAE, and they settled the account on the Shanghai Petroleum and National Gas Exchange using, again, not U.S. dollars, but Chinese yuan. The situation on this globe right now is that all countries on the planet are using fiat currencies, currencies that are printed into existence out of thin air by central banks. And all these currencies are collapsing in value in real time. You can see this clearly when you take a look at a graph of these currencies against something more stable, like gold. All fiat currencies are collapsing. It just so happens that the U.S. dollar is the strongest among the collapsing currencies. And furthermore, the U.S. dollar's role in the world economy is still huge, and it remains the most used currency by far. If the U.S. dollar loses its world reserve currency status, or rather, when the U.S. dollar loses its world reserve currency status, you and me are going to suffer quite a lot. And there's many reasons for that. However, one of the most obvious reasons is that about half of the U.S. dollars that are in circulation are actually outside of the U.S. And so just imagine this for a moment. If the world suddenly realizes that they can trade in their own local currencies, that they don't need the U.S. dollar, well, what would happen? Naturally, they'll exchange their U.S. dollars for something else, meaning that all of a sudden, all those trillions of U.S. dollars that have been held outside of the states will come flooding back into America. Now, people have been wondering for a while, how come the Federal Reserve's website says that the money supply has gone up 400% in the last few years, but the inflation rate is only 8%? Well, part of that answer has to do with the fact that a lot of that money isn't actually in America. But if all that currency suddenly comes crashing back, if trillions of dollars suddenly show up in this country chasing the same products and services that are currently available, those products and services will, will suddenly become astronomically expensive. And so uh, we see that there's a deliberate effort to collapse the dollar, to create economic chaos, and to collapse all fiat currencies, which, as he said, are created out of thin air. So we're going to take a listen to Alex Newman's discussion about how this will usher in CBDCs and how all this um, is really the plan. So if we can have clip four, please. Now, last week, 
During the IMF spring meetings, the so-called Digital Currency Monetary Authority launched what they described as a new international central bank digital currency called Unicoin, working through a UMU network. Now, uh, this DCMA, this Digital Currency Monetary Authority, uh, something of a shady organization. We don't know a whole lot about it and some other things, but a very opaque organization. We really don't know too much about it. They did admit in a press release last year that the idea for the DCMA actually came when they were meeting with officials from the People's Bank of China. Uh, that's an arm of the most murderous dictatorship in all of human history. It's the central bank of the Communist Party of China. So we do know some things about this organization. Now, this new digital currency, this new CBDC that they announced, they claim it complies with the recent crypto assets policy recommendations proposed by the International Monetary Fund. Uh, first of all, let's talk about former IMF chief Christine Lagarde. Uh, she is now the head of the European Central Bank, which is really uh, kind of the, the globalist monetary authority for the European Union. Not all the European countries have joined the um, euro, but most of them have. And so this is a very powerful institution. It's a supranational institution, very much along the lines of what they want to do at the global level, ultimately, over the long term, with the IMF. Now, the European Union is already working on a European, a euro digital currency. Okay, and they're already putting very, very serious restrictions on cash, uh, including bans on cash transactions in a lot of countries, uh, anything over a thousand euros across the EU. You are not allowed to do any cash transaction over seven thousand euros. So you can. And so IMF boss Lagarde, former IMF boss, now European Central Bank boss I, uh, Lagarde warned that we should expect escalating monetary and financial chaos. Uh, she said inflation is going to continue pushing upwards. She said these geopolitical rifts uh, between the U.S. and China might push inflation higher than 5% uh, for the dollar, and uh, it might even threaten, she said, the positions of the dollar and the euro in international currency markets, particularly the dollar, which, of course, is the global reserve currency. Now, Lagarde also said that we may see more instability as the global supply chain uh, elasticity wanes. We could see more multipolarity as geopolitical tensions continue to mount. By multipolarity, they mean uh, power spreading away from the United States, from America, from Europe, and towards, say, communist China and Russia and things like this. Uh, she says that these uh, disruptions in global supply chains could hit critical sectors. Uh, and as part of that, she says a lot of countries might start reducing even further their dependence on the U.S. dollar and primarily and also on the euro. Um, so here she's saying that um, every single transaction needs to be tracked as they're rolling out these this uh, European digital currency, folks. Uh, this is really, really serious. Again, she's saying even tiny transactions would have to be tracked. You can't even have 300 euros or 400 euro transactions that were not tracked by the government. She said, you know, there was a terrorist attack. And so obviously we can't have... Um, uh, cash transactions anymore. Uh, just last month, actually, the European Union introduced these cash payment limits of 7,000 euros that I mentioned. Uh, it's significantly less in other countries. In France and in Italy, it's uh, nothing over 1,000 euros. Uh, same thing with cryptocurrency. You're not allowed to use uh, anonymous cryptocurrency transactions for anything over 1,000 euros. So, folks, this is really, really serious. And, and to give you some context, when uh, Lagarde was still running the IMF, she actually talked about publicly how the headquarters of the IMF may move over to Beijing. Uh, so that brings us back to this digital currency uh, monetary authority, the DCMA, and their universal monetary unit. Uh, they're, they're saying this will be symbolized by like a U with two dots on top. Uh, and they're calling it a legal money commodity that you can use to transact in any legal tender settlement currency. Uh, they said it functions like a CBDC and it will allow the central banks to enforce their regulations and protect the integrity of the international banking system. What the IMF is outlining is exactly what this DCMA uh, is proposing. Now, whether the DCMA idea is ultimately adopted or whether the IMF and the Bank for International Settlements come up with their own, uh, that's really irrelevant. The point is, this process is underway. Globalists at the highest levels are thinking about it, and uh, this is moving forward very, very rapidly. Uh, but, folks, ultimately, at the state level, we have a lot of opportunities to derail this. Uh, right now, the House majority in, in Congress has an opportunity to derail a lot of this. Right? Uh, Biden signed an executive order in March of 2022 that we've talked about on this program where he said that the administration places the highest urgency on the development and deployment of a central bank digital currency. Well, if the Congress won't fund, and, and all spending bills have to come from Congress, if the Congress won't fund this deployment and development of a central bank digital currency, how are they going to do it? Right now, the Fed's trying with their Fed now system. 
they're putting in place the infrastructure. But ultimately, folks, um, we've talked about this before on this show, but I just want to remind you, uh, Carol Quigley, we did a whole episode on him. Uh, he's the author of Tragedy and Hope. He was a mentor to Bill Clinton. Uh, he very much saw himself as part of the deep state. And, um, and you know, he agreed with their ends, he said. He agreed with their objectives. He just didn't think they ought to be secret, so he wrote that book. But what he said was the, these, uh, this network was trying to build a system of control where the politics of every country and the economy of the world as a whole would be in their hands. Uh, he said it would be controlled in a feudalist fashion, uh, kind of like the World Economic Forum, saying you will own nothing, but you'll be happy. Right? So controlled in a feudalist fashion whereby um, – you own nothing. Uh, and he said the apex of the system was going to be the Bank for International Settlements. Folks, this is key. The Bank for International Settlements is the bank in Basel, Switzerland, that is coordinating this rapid move all over the world away from traditional currencies toward these central bank digital currencies. Uh, so, folks, this is so huge, right? Um, they will have absolute control over every element of our lives, uh, not just our financial lives, if they get this passed. Right? You won't take the vaccine. They'll shut off your uh, digital currencies. You won't uh, stop talking on social media. They'll shut off your digital currency. I, mean, I got banned from PayPal, right? Um, and, and we don't even have central bank digital currencies and already they're cutting people off for telling the truth so this is a recipe for disaster but we can resist at the state level we must resist at the state level uh, we have got to get this under control folks we cannot let them move on this because once cash is gone uh you know trying to protect our freedoms trying to protect our health trying to protect our families is going to become orders of magnitude more difficult and uh, that's absolutely true and you see all these systems are locking in they're part of this plan that's been going on this is a well-documented globalist plan. And here's the thing. Yes, he suggests we should resist. And okay, yes, we should try to resist, notify our, our um, congressmen. And, but the fact is, is that we have to learn to realize that this thing is coming and that um, God predicted it. And so what's our responsibility? Our sp- responsibility is to fight these evil things with spiritual things, the things of God. And so what we have to do right now is recognize the time is short. It's happening so fast. The birth pangs have begun. You could see it in wars, rumors of wars, AI. Everything is absolutely going crazy, just like Jesus said. Please don't believe that all things continue as the beginning because we must begin to act and bring as many as we can. Jesus said, go, therefore, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and we must do that. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of those who's loyal toward him, and that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath foreordained that we should walk in. We must be about his business, do his assignments, and bring as many as we can. There is no time left. Please, I urge you. And if you haven't received Jesus, now is the time. It's getting short. And we just, uh, we're going to start talking about how to share your faith with others. And we'll do that next week. And until then, God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.